like to have a special moment with all the children who are joining us over live stream if you want to come a little closer. And if you're in the sanctuary, come and join me up here. I have lots of stuff. I want to show you some of my stuff. Lots of stuff. Okay. It's kind of hard to hold all this stuff. Okay. Hi, everybody. Yeah, look at all this stuff. Yes, you do. And welcome everybody who's joining us over live stream. I brought with me today some of my favorite things. This is a teddy bear that I have had for many, many, many years. And I love this teddy bear. I have in here a bag of a ball that someone made me out of banana leaves. Isn't that cool? Some of my favorite books, Sherlock Holmes and all sorts of good books and all sorts of stuff. And then in this bag, I've got a blanket that I like. I kind of like to hold on to it. It makes me feel good. So these are just some of the things that I have that I really, oh my, look, I'm imagining that Jesus is over there and he's saying, come on, follow me. Come on, follow me. So, okay, here I come. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go follow Jesus. Um, oh, I can't make it to follow Jesus with all this stuff in my arms. What do you think I should do? I have to let go of it. You're right. If I want to follow Jesus, let's sit back down. If I want to follow Jesus... I've got to remember that all of my stuff, even though some of it's really cool and special, is just stuff. And there's nothing more important than following Jesus. So if I want to follow Jesus, maybe I can give some of my things away. I can share. Or I can just remember that these are fine and okay, but if Jesus calls me, that's the most important thing in the whole world is to follow him. Maybe I can keep one thing. That's kind of you. Thank you. This is a little big, isn't it? Let's pray together. I'll have to think about that. Let's pray together. Gracious God, you love us so much, and you want us to follow you, and you want us to have life that's full of joy, and you want us to be generous and share. Help us to notice when maybe we're just holding on to our things a little too tightly, when our things become more important than you. And help us be willing to share and be generous and follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all so much for helping me today. You helped me think about things. And you can, if you are three, four, or five years old, you can go with Pastor Maggie to Children's Church. And if you're not three, four, or five, you can return to your seats with parents or friends. This was kind of a tough story this morning, isn't it? Trying to think about how to help the children see what's happening in this story. Because this is a story that rattled my cage a little bit. I was in a meeting last week with my friend and colleague, Reverend Keith Caldwell, who's the pastor at C. Hubbard United Methodist Church. And he said sometimes when he's preaching, he'll say to his congregation, if I can't get an amen, can I get an ouch? 
And after hearing this story, can I get an ouch? Did you hear some of the things that Jesus said? When this man comes to him, he says, go, sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and come and follow me. Ouch. How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Ouch. Indeed, it will be harder for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Ouch. Ouch and ouch. What do we do with these difficult teachings of Jesus? How do we wrestle with them? There's part of me that wants to, if you were here last week or worshiping online, you know I gave this image of the disciples as bouncers for Jesus. There's part of me that wants to be a little bit of a bouncer for Jesus, or at least a translator, a buffer, to say, well, he didn't really mean everything. He didn't mean that. I mean, I want to soften the edges and water it down a little bit to make it easier for me and maybe for you too. But there's something about these words of Jesus that, that cut to the core and, and won't let us water them down. And each one of us is invited to wrestle with him and to pray and, and consider what is it that Jesus is inviting me to. Because if we want to be his followers, and I'm imagining that most of us here are here this morning because we want to follow Jesus. We want to be his disciples. And so if we want to be his disciples, we have to lean in and listen and allow his words to convict and challenge and shape us. So the best I can do this morning is to share with you a little bit of, of what I gained in my wrestling match this week as I listened to these words of Jesus and was convicted and challenged by them. As I look at the beginning of the story, I see this man who comes to Jesus, and I really identify with him. He wants to be good. He wants to do what God wants him to do. And so he comes to Jesus very respectfully. He kneels before him. I think he is sincere in his question. And he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What do I need to do to be right with God? What do I need to do to make sure that, that I am on the right side of God and that I go to heaven after I die? And then Jesus comes at him with sell all your possessions, give the money to the poor, and come follow me? What I see in this man as I explore his character is someone who's, who's really interested in his own well-being, his own salvation. He wants to be right. He'd rather be right than be in relationship. And I can be that way sometimes. I want to be right. He wants to know that he's checked everything off of his list and that in God's eyes and in the world's eyes, he is good. He is a good man. But what Jesus does is turn his attention away from himself and his own salvation. Stop worrying about whether you're good or whether you're going to heaven or, how, or whether God approves of you. And turn to your neighbor and turn to God. 
Give everything away and come follow me. Jesus is inviting him into eternal life here and now, a life of following Jesus on this great adventure of discipleship. The man is not ready to take that step because he had many possessions. And that reveals the truth that he really trusts his stuff, his possessions, his money, his status more than he trusts God. His real faith is still in himself and what he has. And he can't step out, leave it behind, and follow Jesus wherever he goes. And so I have to look at myself and ask the same question. Where is my faith, really? As we move deeper into the story and we see Jesus' words about how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom, I want to I wrestle with that. And yet Jesus knows and is naming the fact that money, possessions, wealth are very easily stumbling blocks for us in our faith. How easy it is for me to get distracted and caught up in all of my things, not because I want to, not because I think of them as my God, but that's just because I have so many things and I've got to maintain my clothes closet and make sure I have the right kind of shoes. I've got to keep my car in good shape. I've got to make sure all of my things, I've got to make sure I can watch Only Murders in the Building on Hulu and Ted Lasso on Apple. I've got to do all of these things. And I spend most of my time thinking about all the things that I have and maintaining them and less and less time on the things of God. Jesus knew that all of us who want to follow him could get easily distracted by our stuff and could very quickly begin to worship that and put our faith more in that than in him. And that's why he teaches over and over and over and over again about money and possessions. He says more in the Gospels about money and possessions than he says about prayer. Because somehow he knew that how we spend our money, how we use our money, how we look at our possessions is the key to where our heart really is. Where your treasure is, where your treasure is going, that's where your heart is, he said. Now, thank goodness our religious tradition has passed down to us some practices that help us keep our money and possessions in perspective, to help us remember that God is at the center of our lives. The tithe, giving away 10% of our income, is as old as Abraham in the book of Genesis. It's an ancient practice and a gift to us. The truth is, studies have shown that Christians across the board, Catholic, Protestant, mainline, evangelical, on average give about 1.7% of our income. So many of us aren't close to that kind of, of giving. And yet, even for those who are, if we do give away that 10% off the top, do we then think that the 90% is, is ours to do with as we please? What if we were to take Jesus' teaching seriously enough to realize that it all belongs to God? And how we earn our money, how we invest our money, how we save our money, how we spend our money, and how we give our money, all under the light and the gaze 
of God. And if I can remember that, how will that change what I do when I walk through Green Hills Mall? How will that change the companies I choose to invest in? How important it is that they pay their workers the living wage? How important is it to to support companies and efforts that aren't doing damage to the creation? How am I spending my money, really? If I look at the pie graph of my spending each month, what does that tell me about where my heart is? Man, Jesus is really getting in my stuff this morning. But you know what? It's because he loves me. It's easy to forget that underneath this conversation between Jesus and this rich man is love and grace. When this man comes to Jesus and kneels before him and says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus looks at him deeply. The Greek word for see is blepo. This is emblepo. He looks into this man's heart and soul and he loves him. And out of that love comes the words, give it all away and follow me. Jesus wants this man to be free from the tight grip he has on his possessions. He wants all of us to be free from whatever it is that binds us, whatever it is that is keeping us from setting out on this wonderful adventure of following him. He wanted this man to be one of his disciples because he loved him. And then after the man turns away and walks away in grief because he just can't do it, Jesus says to his disciples, it's impossible for humans to do this. Humans can't enter the kingdom of God on our own. But with God, he says, anything is possible. There's the grace and the hope I know that left to my own devices, I will never put all my stuff down. But day by day, through a relationship with God, a God who loves me and wants to set me free, I believe that I can set it down and respond with joy to the invitation, come and follow me. Let us hope that all of us can move one step closer to that kind of faith. Amen.